Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. We got couples. We got new couples. We got couples that ain't even couples. And our third wedding. It's the Four Weddings and a Funeral After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz <laughs> AfterBuzzers! Oh my god, it is so good to see you guys again! Hi! Uh, <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Nikki Bailey, and I'm joined by the stunning and fabulous Eric Sinsley. I have heard you do a couple of accents, but I think that one that you did. I like that one. <laughs> it's my ode to Zara. I wonder if I can do it with an accent. I'm going to work on that for the next time. That <laughs> accent with a British That's accent. That's going to be your new opening. It's my new thing. I think so. Guys, we are on episode eight, game night. Dude. Dude. Stuff, stuff is happening on the show. We're going to get into all of it. We're going to talk about each of the couples. We're going to talk about game night. Our special segment, we got news. We got predictions. It's going down. Eric, tell me, my darling. My your, thoughts. Your overall thoughts on the episode. My overall thoughts were this episode was a bit weak, but I was still engaged. I was still... On the edge of my seat, I was still able to predict a little bit what was going to happen, but they, there are some one-liners that are just, they just are, they work. Choice pieces of work in yes. this piece. Yeah. I have to say, this has probably been my least favorite episode thus far as well. Um, no shade, Mindy and, and everybody over there, like, obviously still living for the show, still living for everything Ainsley wears. Um... But yeah, I thought I felt like I felt like this was one of those build up episodes. Like this was like a set the stage episode mm-hmm. because more stuff's gonna happen and we needed some things to happen in this episode, some B plots to get to get pushed a little further along. And then I think bigger things. We have two more left, right? So the bigger things are coming. We've had our three weddings. We've had three weddings and a funeral. Mm-hmm. We're due a fourth wedding. Mm-hmm. We'll get into predictions, but I have some ideas. Do you have some ideas? Oh yeah, I got a, I got a few up my sleeve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's talk about we. When we first started the show, we were talking couple. We were talking character by character. Now people have partnered up pretty well, so we're going to look at the couples, starting with Craig and Zara. Craig, Craig, Craig and Zara. Well, obviously, I love Zara, and. The whole, I mean, the episode opens up with them meeting with the publicist. The most expensive publicist. Yes. And (laughs) it's just so on point with what is happening with Bachelor Nation, with all these influencers. You know, what's your brand going to be? What are your products that you're trying to sell on your Instagram page? How can we endorse you? And she's all here for it. It really is. Like, I mean, even even for someone who's not, like, a reality star person, 
the advice I keep getting is, "What's your brand? Mm-hmm. What's your product?" Mm-hmm. And it's and it's it's a very it was very full of the buzzwords for our for the reality show social media world that we're living in now. Um, I absolutely love that Zara's Zara's new uh, uh, publicist. His last name is um, oh god, what it just left my head. His oh pleasure. His last name is pleasure, and so he says it's a pleasure to meet you. That's also my last name. <laughs> he was delightful. I loved um, Zara taking her Yorkshire puddings out of the oven. Is, okay, as I was going to ask, though, what was that? That was Yorkshire pudding. Now Yorkshire pudding is a delish thing that. Like, uh, I think English people have it kind of like we have, like, a piece of bread with our meal. Like, they just have it all the time. So I had it for the first time a couple of of Christmases ago. I went to a friend's English uh, Christmas event. We had Christmas crackers, and she gave me my first Yorkshire pudding. And it's kind of like, I think I always imagined Yorkshire pudding was going to be pudding. Mm -hmm. But they think of pudding, like, the word pudding is, like, dessert, is, like, another thing for them. So it, it, it basically it's just like a little muffin. Okay. But it's concave. I, I, I wrote a muffins Yeah, mark. it's concave and then you put like something delicious in the in the cavity. Okay. So, so it's an English Yeah, thing. it's an English like an it's like an English muffin but not an English muffin. I wonder what English people call English muffins. Do they just call them muffins? They call them American muffins. Or like nooks and crannies? I don't know. <laughs> like we should find out. Anyway <laughs> um so Craig and Zara I, you know, not a lot happened with them this episode, which is fine. Well, they played um, their game. But they had their game night. No secrets. No secrets. No secrets. No, oh, no. No no it's no secrets. No, yeah. no. No secret. No, no. No. Wait, I wrote it down, actually, like legitimately, so that I would remember how to say it the way that they were saying it. And it is game night. Zara's board game. No, nose crets, they called it. Nose crets. Nose crets. Um, <laughs> because it was meant to be no secrets. There is no space between the two words. And this is Zara's board game is her brand that she's going to, you know, it's her, it's her product that she's selling based on the fact that Craig was someone who kept secrets in their relationship. And then, of course, that was on the whole, like, you know, chalet episodes mm-hmm. and everything. So... That game night, though. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. Let's talk really quickly about Gemma and Duffy. Again, nothing big happened except that a game night, a game night, one of the, one of the questions was to name your partner's favorite book. And she knew. And she knew. And that's not, you don't just know somebody's favorite book. Yeah, because they went, they went around, and we'll talk about game night, like you said, but they went around the room, and some couples knew. Right. Most did not. Yeah. And Gemma and Duffy, mm-hmm. she knew. So. She's been paying attention. She's been really paying attention to Mr. Duffy, mm-hmm. so we will see. And I love their energy. I love their little, like, they got their a little, little flirt- back and forth. But I feel like it's more from her than him. Do you? I mean, I'm I not agree. getting any vibe. I feel like maybe he's still in recovery about Maya mm-hmm. and the whole thing that went down with them. And he's also just notoriously oblivious to when women are interested in him. Like, we know that about Duffy. So I do think it's definitely... I don't know if Gemma knows she likes him, or I don't know if she realizes that it's flirty energy, but she's incredibly familiar with him, like a little more familiar than you would need to be with someone. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he goes, like, they go to pick up 
Ans- Ansley samples, Ansley samples from Bryce, Bryce, and it's Gemma and Duffy, Duffy that show up together. Like, what were they doing? Well, I, I do think that she is aware that she likes him, but I think she's making it. She wants to portray herself to him as not liking him. I think she's waiting for him to send a signal. Okay. So you think she's waiting to find out if he's in her She doesn't want to put herself out there, especially with Duffy. By all means, respect to Duffy, but you know right. he's a little he's, goofball. He's, yeah. And I think she wants him to make that first step. All right. I think this is going to be one of those things that we talk about in predictions. In yes. fact, we'll do it for each couple. We'll talk our predictions for each couple. Yes. But I think that's going to be really interesting. Let's move on. Yeah, and, be- and before we move on to our next couple, <gasps> Miss Nikki and I just want to thank you guys out there for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. For us to continue to grow, we could really use your help. Make sure to, su- to subscribe on YouTube. Give us a great uh, rating on iTunes. Leave us a comment. We love to engage with you guys. Let's keep the conversation going. And I'm here right now waiting for some comments and questions. So we'll, we'll be in here. In fact, we actually care so much about what you guys are interested in that I spent two hours on on the computer today trying to find a song that was in the show because... What song? <laughs> because oh, yes, yes, yes. someone who, who's been listening, uh, Little M. Skimber on Instagram, sent a message to Mariel, who's our one of our co-hosts who's not here today. So, Mariel, hey, girl. She's, uh, she's traveling. But uh, so we got this message. So random, but can you please help me? I've listened to your Four Weddings podcast. I'm looking for the song at the end of episode five. Love Chalet. I've looked everywhere. Girl, Little Miss, what was her name? What was this person's name? Little M. Skimber. Miss Kimber. Little Miss Kimber, I think is what you're saying. I looked too. I spent two hours on that this afternoon. Um, I, 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 it happens. It's just over the credits at the end of the episode where Zara comes back to Craig. And it's in all the other episodes. Uh, you can go to websites and they'll list the songs that were there. Have we tried Shazamming? We've Shazammed. We've Soundhounded. I wonder if it's a We've cover. We've sung it to random strangers. It could be a cover. Yeah. So anyway, we are looking for that. And thanks so much Nikki for reaching tried. out. We are looking. We'll see if we can, you know, reach out to some of our contacts and find out. But Little Miss Kimber, we want to thank you for, you know, shouting us out and reaching out to us and listening to the show. Yeah, and that means a lot to us, guys. It really does. It really does. Yes. Okay, let's move into... Next couple. Next couple, Ainsley and Bryce. Whoa. Um, So they kissed last week. They kissed last week, and then Ainsley walked away because she was, like, not ready for it Mm -hmm. or whatever. (laughs) It's Dermot Mulrooney. Be ready. Bryce, I mean Ainsley. Which, by the way, I'm not going to say it on live air, but I got some scoop on him. Ooh, it's it's a little too mean to say. He is a long, long, long time crush of mine. So I will tell you when we're not on the air. Okay, all right, guys, I'm going to get the tea anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Ainsley and Bryce. So the thing is, Gemma and Duffy. Gemma realizes that that Bryce is, you know, that Ainsley's into to Bryce. Gemma uh, 
is like saying to Ainsley, like, let's like make this happen. But Ainsley's like, no, I'm not no. really into him now. She's, she says uh, in most of the whole episode that she is not that into she's Bryce. not into him. But we all know, viewers know, her friends know, everybody know. Yeah, everyone knows that she wants some some brass. She wants a little taste of that Bryce pudding. Ha! <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? <laughs> Bryce pudding. <laughs> Sorry. I enjoyed that way more than I should have. <laughs> um, I'm going to just pause for a moment and say, y'all, did you check Ainsley in that red beret with the beautiful, like, ornate things on it? I had a hat very similar in the 80s because we were very big on our berets with a brooch on it back then. Mm-hmm. Not telling you how old I am, but if you do your math, you'll get close, right? Anyway... That hat, yeah, Salvador Perez. Yes, we but we last week we were fortunate enough to have Mr. Sal Perez who did all the wardrobe for this show. And last night I watched the episode with him, and that was his favorite outfit of the episode. And there, he he, I think he is my like fashion spirit animal because <laughs> everything that he's doing on the show makes he's me happy. Genius. And. Everything that Ainsley was wearing in that outfit, head to toe, hat to shoes. The hat was fierce. The shoes were gold, y'all. Did you see them? Go back, rewind, check, pause, <laughs> and spend pan, time. Pan down. I'm just saying. I do. <laughs> I actually do pause and look at these outfits because they're so wonderful. Even the, the dress that um, that Gemma was wearing, the green and the yellow floral. Oh, oh yeah. Love. Okay, anyway, Sal. You know we love you. Come on back and hang out with us because living for your work. Okay, so, but Gemma and Duffy, they go to Bryce's house to pick up Ainsley's, you know, samples. And they're like, we want to come in. And they convince him to come to game night, Mm -hmm. surprising Ainsley, who, Ainsley, girl. Can you just remind me because I'm having a little blank? On last week's episode, did Ainsley make it clear to Bryce that she was not? Re- or that no, she, that she didn't she was with say. Someone? She didn't. She said she was seeing. Someone she said else. she was kind of seeing someone, and and then she ran away. Yes, but but you know, like she's been avoiding him since then, so we don't know. And then, so by them, by Duffy and Gemma going over and inviting Bryce, Rob, Bryce is probably like. Well, oh, maybe there's something there. Because yeah. he opens the door and says, oh, it was too awkward for Ainsley to come. And they're like, yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. So he comes to game night because he's interested, obviously. <sighs> we'll get to game night in a minute. What did you think of Maya coming home uh, and Ainsley's in her bedroom sitting on her bed? like, And she's like, you know, were you with Cash last night? Did you think Ainsley was getting close to something there? It's hard to say if Ainsley is pl- playing dumb or if she's playing like genuinely dumb or like, if she's or playing she, dumb to see if she giving Maya the opportunity to come to, clean. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's in denial about it to be honest. Ainsley. Ainsley, I think she's in denial. Yeah. And um so I'm really looking forward to seeing how that plays out because that girls, we all know we have rules, okay? You do not mess with your best friend's ex. Ever. End of story. No discussion necessary. But if you're going to do it, is there a right way to do it? How should have Maya gone okay, about so the situation? Okay, so let's get into Cash and Maya then. 
the way Maya's doing it is wrong. One hundred percent wrong. And you would, and Maya seems like the type of woman who would not do the, would not do right. this. It's like she's well, honestly, no, she is the type of woman who would do it because the the story then, opens with her cheating. True, you know, with true. her as the other woman right, to I her to her, you know. Her. So I mean, you know, Maya has some questionable questionable you know morals here mm-hmm. when it comes to men and her choices. And look. I get it. it. They had a meet cute in the airport. Maybe he is the one, but I mean, I think that that a really important question was asked when when Cash was like, "Am I worth the risk?" And she was like, "I don't know." Mm-hmm. But she eventually comes around. Eventually comes around. But I think the way she did this whole thing was wrong. The whole fact that they're spending weeks together, mm-hmm. not not like a couple of days, but weeks seeing each other behind Ainsley's back. Hanging out, they're not kissing, but they're like they're basically courting the way Cash's culture would have had him court yeah. with Fatima, mm-hmm. and and so no wonder he's like you know like the, they're and they're both feeling it, and I and I you know I feel like she misled him the whole time, mm-hmm. you know like the whole time they've been hanging out. Cash, I'm sure, was under the impression that this was leading to something. And then Maya's sneaking around behind her best friend's back. She should have told Ainsley. The day she met Cash, that that is the dude I met in the airport. Yeah. The day. Yeah, and so they agreed to hang out, but not date. Mm-hmm. But when Maya says, I'm going to dress up like I'm on my period, can you just, like, kind Give of... Give you a little help on that? Yeah, like, is that just comfy clothes? Like, I'm not feeling myself today, yeah. this week? So, so <laughs> the way you dress on your period, there's, like, the way you dress when you're going to stay home. Okay. And then there's the way you dress when you go out. Okay. No matter what, you're wearing ugly underwear that is okay. several sizes too big. Okay, so she's not putting on her sexy undies. She's not wearing her sexy undies. They're cotton. They're stained. Whatever. <laughs> In addition, <laughs> if you're staying home, you may not wear anything else because clothes are awful when you have your period. Okay. Um, but you might like have on like a giant oversized sweatshirt, some oversized sweatpants, maybe some yoga pants, whatever. You're just super comfortable. No bra, no makeup. Your hair is a mess. You smell. That... That's if you're staying home. If you're going out, then maybe you have to put on something like a yeah. Maybe you have to put a bra on because if I leave without a bra, <laughs> it's dangerous for the world. But <laughs> but you know you put on a bra like what she was wearing because she had on like denim overalls and like a gray sweatshirt and a hoodie and whatever. I was like, you know what, your period outfit was too cute. So Salvador, yeah, <laughs> Salvador, her period <laughs> outfit was too mistake, cute. Sal. It was too cute, and her makeup and her hair looked good. So the and the thing is, like, I think if you look like like Natalie <laughs> does, doesn't really matter what you wear because you're gonna look hot anyway. Yeah, she's beautiful. She's just a gorgeous woman. Okay, so. so she said she said that that she was gonna act like she was on her period She's, right to make herself feel better like hey i'm 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 not going to be sexy i'm not going to wear I'm not my gonna sexy i'm going to put my undies. best foot forward i'm going to put i'm going to give you this is the barest minimum that i'm going to do okay she okay. didn't really do the barest minimum she did look a little cuter than if she was on her period yeah. i mean she had on a bra she was comfy cute and her hair was cute yeah she was she was looking good so all right so maya should we talk about how she when she and uh, Cash walk into Bashir's apartment. Yes. So they go out for their date or mm. their, their hangout. Mm-hmm. Maya gets all nervous because she thinks she sees oh, yeah. Ainsley. And it's really a tall, 
Dude with long, with blonde, long blonde hair. hair. <laughs> so she gets all nervous. She's like, we have to go someplace where we can't be seen. Maya, does that sound familiar? Like maybe you're in an Doing affair? something wrong? I don't know. Like when you have, when you, when you start me, like those are like the little things that your brain should make you go, mm, it's not a good idea. No, Maya, not a good idea. Anyway, <laughs> they end up at Bashir's apartment and right before they walk in, Cash is like, this is the most unromantic place you'll ever see. Of course, they walk in. Bashir has decorated his apartment. There are rose petals and candlelight. But at first, I really did think that all those flowers and rose petals were from Cash to Maya. Really? Yeah. Did you think Bashir... I thought maybe Bashir had set it up well, for yeah, them. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's like, what I meant But I, I didn't think Cash was in on it. I felt like... That's what I, I would have thought... I thought, yeah, okay, good. So that's what I thought. I thought, like, maybe Bashir did this to sort of push them, you yeah. know, because he knows. Yeah. He was there with the kiss. By the way, last episode I said I hadn't gotten yeah, to finish it. Yeah, what did you think it. of the kiss? I swooned! It was <laughs> wonderful! Oh my god, I loved it. Except I'm so mad at you, Maya. Ugh. I just think the way Maya is behaving is so badly. Like, I just I just disagree with the way she's going about this. I love them together. But it's harder to forgive a ton of lies than it is to forgive... An, an initial like initial up front. Uh, like, right. she and is digging herself deeper for and failure deeper. for yeah. this friendship between her and Ainsley. She really is. Like, she's setting it up so that Ainsley would have so much to forgive instead of... Ainsley and having to forgive that her best friend just happened to fall in love with her ex. Now she has to forgive that her best friend fell in love with her ex, kept secrets, lied. Weeks on weeks, weeks of da- and dating. Weeks. Yeah, lied to my face about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, that's just that's just that's just trifling and yeah. trashy, and I'm not about it. Shady yeah. Maya, shady, so shady. So um, Maya. Uh, and Maya uh, invites. Well, she doesn't really invite Who? Andrew. She just tells Andrew that about game that about- game night is happening. So let's move on to Tony two and Andrew. Are you? Are you? I'm. I'm so here for. Oh, it. I'm. I'm here for them. I mean, it starts out. With them waking up in the same bed, mm-hmm. so they obviously spent the night together. Mm-hmm. They seem very happy, mm-hmm. and then and right away though in bed, right away the first thing that comes up is the class difference between them, because uh, Tony's like, I could go for some tea, right? And, so that's and they have the whole conversation about who's going to make the tea, yeah, right. So that set us up and set viewers up for kind of. Starting to see how Tony is seeing what the outside will see, looking into this relationship between the difference in socioeconomic class, the difference in race, the difference in age. So for me, I felt like that was the beginning, and I think they led us down the they led us down a false path here, because as we were watching Tony and Andrew you know, together and, and Andrew, you know, canoodling and Andrew <laughs> takes him to, to, to Lady Elaine's coming out, Lady Elaine the Orchid, um, her coming <laughs> out party. And they're having this conversation while they're there. And Tony's like, look, I am a gay man of color who loves pointing out class discrimination and hypocrisy. And they're mm-hmm. at a party full of conservative MPs. And so, and... But- 
And when it's flipped on him. Right, but wait, wait. So Andrew introduces Tony as his date. Mm -hmm. And Tony, though confronted with some really, like, harsh language about foreigners from the other guy at the party, Tony handles it with aplomb. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Is that how you say that word? A plum, a plum, a plum, a plum. Anyway, he handles it well. <laughs> I have a master's degree. Anyway, so um, <laughs> he handles it really well, and he says something sort of snarky, but also kind of funny, and he becomes the hit of the party. Mm-hmm. But then, fast forward, they're walking down the street, they run into Tony 1, mm-hmm. and Tony 2 denies yeah. Andrew. And says that Andrew is his friend. His friend. And the fact that, like, even Andrew didn't even... Like, Andrew obviously understood that, because then we see fast forward a couple of weeks. They're having dinner at a Caribbean restaurant. Andrew decided to stick it out. Like, he saw that happen, probably understood it, Mm -hmm. decided to stick it out. And then at the Caribbean restaurant, Tony, too, breaks up with Andrew and says, I can fit into your world without even trying, which is true. If you're a person of color... You learn how to fit in with dominant culture. You have to. But he says, but I don't think you can fit in with mine. And I, I wrote in my notes, um, but Andrew seems to be trying. But when when Tony and Tony ran into each other on the street, uh, Tony won, was telling them that they were going to this club or it mm-hmm. had a, a strange name. Mm-hmm. And Andrew didn't understand where where that was what that was no he did he understood but he made a joke about it so oh see i didn't even catch on to that yeah so he understood like the 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 club was like something that sounded like a restaurant and so andrew's like oh that sounds tasty and tony one's like um it's a club and andrew's like yeah I, i know i was making a joke but maybe that joke that old dad joke is was the final straw for tony too see i thought I, see, I just—I don't think so because I felt like I felt like Andrew has already shown that he's comfortable in gay clubs. We've seen him in gay clubs, so that's not the issue. And then, but I'm saying the joke alone, like it wasn't like it was an old. I understand, dad joke. like it was an old dad. You're right, it was a dad joke, but still. So you don't think that? No, because uh, okay. I, I feel like because my 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 for me, like I. I I am someone who is in an interracial relationship, and so, and I know that my partner, who is white, has to work hard to understand my experience, and she does that work. And I'm like, well, here's Andrew at the Caribbean restaurant. Like he, you know, he he's not he's not trying to shirk. He 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 wants to be a part of Tony's life. He wants to know. He mm-hmm. wants to. He he even says like I you know I want to experience your food. I want to experience your culture. He's trying. Yeah. Um. So then I thought, well, what could be going on here? And then I wrote, is it his politics? And I didn't know what I meant by that until later when we find out that Andrew's politics have him voting oh, yeah. for an immigration bill 
I don't know if they call them bills in England, but for an immigration law that would be detrimental to immigrants. Mm -hmm. And then we find out that Tony is an immigrant. And he doesn't have his voting papers. And he doesn't have his papers. He's not a legal citizen in the UK. And so... Which I did not see that coming at all. I didn't either. And I felt like, okay, maybe Andrew's politics would get in the way, but I didn't think it would be so personal to Tony. And that's huge. Like, it's it's huge. Um, and also, I mean, one of the things that we talk about on this show is, like, the, the rom-com cliches that are happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sort of immediately made me think of the movie Green Card, which, you know, they got married so that they so that they could so that, you know, Gerard Dipperdue could stay in the in the country. But it also made me think of right now on the show Superstore, they have an immigration story. That you know, obviously immigration's a huge issue in this country and in in the world, right? So it's a huge issue right now. And so I love that they're dealing with it in the show and in the relationship, because what does that end up meaning for Andrew's politics? What does it mean for how he decides to vote? Looking forward to finding that out. Yeah. 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 I mean, props to Mindy and her team for incorporating this huge topic into yeah. the show. And it really gets people thinking. It really does. And it's it's... It's the kind of thing that if you don't have to worry about immigration issues, you don't worry about immigration. And so, like, I think it's really it's really interesting to see it play out, and I'm looking forward to that. And so relevant right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I really applaud how the writers of this show don't throw it in our faces, and they it's very subtle, and but yet meaningful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Even the dynamic, like the fact that there is this class dynamic that and this racial dynamic between Andrew and Tony, like we know it's there. We see that there's some we see it, but mm-hmm. it's not like ah, race and class. It's like yeah, it's there. It's a reality it's of respectful. their relationship. It's the reality of their relationship and they deal with it. And yeah, yeah so good work everybody. Yeah. We are very happy. Let's talk about game night. Game night. Game night. So, it's Zara's board game. They don't know when they get there that they're going to be playing Zara's board game. Andrew shows up and he says he's always played, he's always loved playing categories or something. You know, Mm -hmm. like, he can't, he has the the emphasis on the wrong syllable, so he's never even played (laughs) categories. Um, I thought it was really interesting to watch Craig and Ains, to watch Craig and Gemma talk to Ainsley about Bryce and they kind of like forced her to Why are they pushing a a guy onto Maya so much? Why do they want her to be wifed up? I think Ainsley needs a way to explain Maya's behavior for the past several weeks and so she had to find it. She needed needed to find a crush for her. And so now it's like, oh, well it must be Marcus, right? So although Marcus... God bless his little heart. <laughs> it ain't you, baby. Um, <laughs> so they're playing nose crets, uh, and <laughs> we talked about Gemma and Duffy, um, and then Andrew tells. So we we get to see all of the various couples and whether they 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 guess right or don't for each of their each of their couples. But Andrew tells the story about his greatest heartbreak with Ronald Clark, and he ends that story with asking. How much should one risk for love? And I've determined that the answer to that is everything. 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 And you just see 
everyone's eyes light up pretty much because it means something to all of them yep. right so like it makes Ainsley think it makes Maya think it makes them all go oh yeah maybe mm-hmm. I should risk everything mm-hmm. and so Ainsley leaves the party and rushes to see Bryce and he after opens, the, after after she just talked some smack about him and sure Bryce heard did. and Bryce overheard yes. her calling him old yeah. and like if I just wanted to be with like an old Texas guy I would have married one of my dad's friends yeah <laughs> That's not really how Ainsley talks, but she had that little attitude, so I had to put it on there for her. Yeah, like, I'm um, too good for that kind of thing. I'm too good for that. So she goes to Bryce, and she says, Oh, my gosh, even though you're not what I thought I wanted, and I don't know how this is going to work, and you're old, and you're weird, I think I could still like you. And he's like, I'm supposed to be flattered by that? Yeah. And then... Boom. Door in the face. Door to the face. Then, then, Maya leaves game night. And she goes so to the, find Cash, who is at Bashir and Fatima's wedding. Which he, which Cash had really pushed Maya to, to go, go to this to. wedding. Mm-hmm. And earlier in the episode, we saw Maya crying, just looking at, at the, the invitation. invitation. And I know what's going through her head is like, I am starting to love this guy, fall in love with this guy. But I feel trapped because my friend, who's mm-hmm. about to walk in the room and see me cry, mm-hmm. is going to rip me a new one when if and when she finds out that I am in love mm-hmm. with her ex her ex husband fiance ex fiance yeah. I guess it was and never. like and like she's also thinking looking at this this invitation she's also thinking when will it be my turn yeah did you see how I did that that yeah. was that was like audition worthy quality yeah. acting right there <laughs> anyway so so yeah so she goes to the so wedding she goes to the wedding and. Um, magically gets a new outfit so that she can enter. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Enter the wedding, and she looks beautiful, and she's there for the first moment that Bashir and Fatima see see themselves as a couple, and then she turns, and in a mirror she sees a reflection of herself, and in the background is Cash watching her, and they turn toward each other and walk toward each other, and then they spend the night dancing mm-hmm. and having a ball. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah, and I'm sure Cash seeing what Maya was wearing was even more appealing and more sexy to him, you know, that's... Like, it's like she's fitting in, and she did look stunning, and Cash can dance. So, I mean, it was awesome. It was beautiful. Now, here's the thing. Let's get down to it. Let's, let's, Let's get to our special segment here, people. My special segment is rom com cliches. Aww. Yeah. Here's the <laughs> moment for me in this episode. Maya gets to the wedding dressed in the outfit she was wearing for game night. And uh, Asif, who is Cash's little brother, says, you can't go in looking like that. And the little girl with him is like, I'll help you. And she magics an outfit out of nowhere. Yeah. This is one of my, not only is this a rom-com cliche, it is a rom-com pet peeve for me. Why are these women able to magically change outfits in, like, no! No. I think it's setting up that this woman, the main woman in this rom-com, is most important. And she can do anything. And she can look beautiful. And she can wear whatever comes her way and she can pull off anything and everything. I'm totally with you. It's just one of my most I've, it's it's I don't even dislike most rom-com clichés. 
This Except is the this one, one. This is the one that drives me nuts. This one, and why are their clothes never dirty if they've been like out and about and whatever? Anyway, what was your favorite? Well, so what would happen on? if I just like walked out the door and came in in a new outfit? I would throw fruit at you. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> yes, I would throw. I would throw a tomato at you. Okay. Well, my <laughs> rom com cliche. We already kind of touched on it was when Ainsley shows up to Bryce's door and she's confessing her newfound, I wouldn't say love, but she's showing her big interest, her huge interest in him, and the door ends up getting slammed in, his, in her face. Could you? So, yeah. I feel like we've seen that we've a time We've seen that or two. a billion times or two. Mm-hmm. And even the whole, usually when that speech happens, it's because some guy has realized that the woman that he didn't think he could be into was someone he was into, and it's usually a woman who's like... <sighs> Yeah, and it's and but it's like usually it is, always yeah. whoever's on the receiving end of the slam is obviously not expecting right. the door slam. Right. So I agree. I you know I I it was it was a good rom com moment. It's not one it, cliche, but it's not one that bothers me that much. So like I liked the yeah. moment. I was yeah. kind of like good for them. Good for, when, Bryce. good for Bryce. Have some dignity. Yeah. Stand yeah. up. Stand up for your old self, Bryce. Damn Skippy. <laughs> Eric. Do we have some news to talk about today? We have some news, guys. What is the news? We're going to switch it up a little bit this week. Basically, all over the internet, there's comparisons between the film and the miniseries, which we are all watching. Don't compare. So, Vulture put out an article um, doing comparisons basically between the characters from the miniseries and the film. And so, I am going to quiz you and time you. Oh, no. And I am going to see if you can answer these questions in 45 seconds. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. The first one, the protagonist in the movie. Helena Bonham Carter. I don't remember her character name. Is that what I need, her character name? It's Charles. Oh. Oh, Hugh Grant. The mini. Yeah, just say character name. And the miniseries. Uh, Maya. All right. Um, the main friends in the movie. I don't know their names. Do you don't know their care? I thought you were I don't a know huge junkie. Car- I, I love the movie, but I can't <sighs> remember their names. All right. I'll help you out. Scarlett, Matthew, Gareth, Fiona. Yes. Okay. Miniseries. Uh, Maya, Duffy, Ainsley, Craig. Okay. Two, <laughs> the, uh, all right. We're going to say a minute. Two major weddings from the movie. I remember the funeral. Um, <laughs> um, you guys should be trying this too, guys. Oh my gosh, I can't even think who gets married in the um, Hugh and uh, Hugh marries Fiona. Hamish, initially, but yes, and, and then Charles. Uh, I don't know. And Henri- Henrietta. All right, the mini series, two weddings thus far. Uh, Fatima and Bashir and um, um, Zara and Craig. Yes. All right. Funerals and the movie. I don't remember. It was it was like somebody's uncle or something. I don't remember. Gar- <laughs> it was somebody's Gareth. uncle. Gareth. Right. Yeah. 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 Miniseries. Uh, uh, poor Quentin. Okay. The friend pining for another friend. In the in okay, the movie. In the in the movie was n- not Hugh Grant. The other one, or was it Hugh Grant? No, it was the other guy. Charlie. I don't remember. It was Fiona pining for Charlie. All right, you're making me look bad. I know. Okay. The the miniseries. Duffy for Maya. All right, last one. Declaration of love in the rain. 
Oh, that was the movie. Uh, that was Hugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Duffy in, in this one. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll give it to you. I have to say, I loved, loved the movie. Um, but it was, it was a long, long time ago. And... Um, and I I did rewatch it before we started this, but it's, see, it's out of my brain now. I purposely did not because I'm going to watch it once we finish the series. See, I rewatched it because I love the first scene where they're just saying the F word over and over, but I also rewatched <laughs> it knowing that this was not going to be a remake. Like, I knew it was an inspiration, an inspired by, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, um, but it's so, I've like, this is completely wiped over the movie for me now because I really yeah because like I am so invested in this show that like the movie is like like I'm like I don't want it in here right now like mm-hmm. it's it's messing up like so I don't I I've removed it from my brain so I could completely commit to this well and that's good because like we've said many of the critics are still comparing which is dumb yeah. don't compare dumb Anyway, let's talk predictions. Predictions. All right, we're going to go couple by couple. Oh, we're doing couple by couple? All right, who's first? Let's do Craig and Zara, because we find out at the end of this episode that Zara is... Prego! Prego! Prego is Prego. So, obviously, because that's her new legacy, is that she has a baby, um, I think that uh, Craig is going to realize and decide that he needs to have his other daughter in his life as well, and he's going to reach out to Molly to see if he can have Molly be a part of his new family. That's deep. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay a little more simplistic, and I'm going to say that in the next episode or the one following, we're just going to start to see that baby bump. Mm -hmm. Yep. Gemma and Duffy? Gemma and Duffy. I'm going to take back what I said earlier about Gemma, and I think that she is going to make the first move. I agree. I think that's going to happen. They're going to have sex. They're not going to be sure what to do with it. And then Will the glasses come off will during glasses, sexy time? Oh, yeah, they will. <laughs> Ainsley and Bryce. Ainsley and Bryce. I think we're going to... Oh, I don't even know. I think Ainsley's going to, like, think about what she said to him, realize that she was being, like, icky. She's going to go make a heartfelt apology, and he's going to crumble because they are adorable together. And, and I, she's going to move back to Texas with him. I think she he is not going to crumble, and I think Ainsley's going to be left brokenhearted at the end of this series. Ooh, that is way harsh, Eric. Um, <laughs> truth hurts. Truth hurts, as Lizzo would say. Anyway, Tony and Andrew. Um, I think they're going to stay together. I think they're going to stay together. I think Andrew is going to arrange for Tony to get his legal yes, papers. Yes, yes. And I think they're going to fight about whether or not Andrew needs to change how he votes and change his political party. And, and I, I think that may become a hindrance in their relationship, but I do think they'll stay together through it. Ditto. Okay, awesome. Um, Cash and Maya. Cash and Maya. I think that is going to happen in this next episode. And I think... I'm dying to know how Ainsley's going to find out how those two are going to... Yeah, I think the shit's going to hit the fan next episode. I'm actually thinking now that the last wedding, the fourth wedding, is going to be Tony and Andrew. And not Cash and Maya. Yeah, because it would be totally anticlimactic and wonderfully, like... 
mean to do to us. So I think it, I think we deserve that. I think yeah. that'd be awesome. So, yeah. all right, guys. So, Eric Sinsley, when can we find you on the social interwebs? You guys can find me on all social media at Eric Sinsley. And you can find me at Nikki Bailey underscore on all the social medias. Guys, we will be back here next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 o'clock Eastern to talk more for weddings and a funeral. We had a blast. We will see you next week. Good night, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.